Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 38, and I'm drinking Remy Martin VSOP Fine Champagne Cognac. For each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I will be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. So why Remy Martin for this episode? I'm premiering this episode on New Year's Eve, and so what better spirit to feature than one made from fine champagne? The bottle of Remy Martin VSOP Fine Champagne Cognac I have is a 750 milliliter bottle. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof. And it retails for about $45 to $50, depending on where you're at. The bottle is black frosted, making it nearly opaque. If you hold it up to the light, you can tell it's actually a green glass and the spirit inside is uh, cognac colored. But it's what I would describe as a white wine bottle shape in general. It has a printed paper label on the bottom, but the most prominent feature is a gold-colored emblem of a centaur right in the center of the bottle, impressed into the glass. On the back label, next to all the government warnings, there's in very small text the following. Since 1724, the house of Remy Martin has been driven by one quest, to capture the heart of cognac, cognac fine champagne. With always the same signature style since its creation, this vibrant gold VSOP is smooth, rich, and perfectly balanced, revealing ripe stone fruit and vanilla notes. Enjoy it neat, on ice, or in your cocktail of choice. Remy Martin VSOP, the reference. So let's go ahead and open the bottle and take a taste. So there is a little zip strip, if I can get this. Well, that comes off quite nicely. And then this should pop. Oh, good pop. Love a bottle pop. Every spirit I taste on Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, I use a clean Glen Cairn. It's a whiskey glass, and I taste the spirit neat. So that's at room temperature, not diluted, no ice. Uh, that's the most pure way to taste a spirit. All right, and now for a pour. Color in the glass, it's a deep orange amber. The label called it gold. I wouldn't call it gold. I'd say it's more of an amber-orange color. On the nose, <laughs> uh, pear. Pear is what I get right away. Uh, there's more to it, though. Let me see. The vanilla. I can catch some vanilla. Maybe a bit of clove. Get a little of the wood undertone to it an oakiness smells sweet for sure pear is the most forward note i get with a few other flavors in the background maybe some apricot a few things like that and now for the taste it's very dry so there's no sweetness to it I get a lot of pear. There's no pear in it. It's all made from grapes, but that's the flavor I get. It is a bit spicy in the background, kind of the finish. It's It's got a nice lingering finish. I can taste some of the oakiness, a little bit of the wood. Let me try it again. 
maybe some clove. That's kind of the flavor of the spice to it. Underlying a little bit of vanilla. Yeah, it's good. On to the history. But first, some level setting and definitions. Like, what is cognac? What does VSOP stand for? Fine champagne? There's a fair amount to unpack with this bottle. Cognac is a type of brandy, which is essentially distilled wine, also referred to as eau de vie, distilled from grapes. But more specifically, cognac is an appellation d'origine contrôlée, or designated region of origin, for brandy that comes from vineyards in the cognac region of southwest France. The appellation covers six crus, and cru being a French wine term that refers to a vineyard or a group of vineyards, especially of recognized qualities. The six cognac crus are Grand Champagne, Petit Champagne, Bordelis, Fonbois, Bonbois, and Bois Ordonnais. My apologies on the French pronunciations. The first two crews make up a separate appellation within the larger cognac appellation, referred to as the fine champagne appellation. And for a cognac like this Remy Martin to be called a fine champagne cognac, the distillate must come from the fine champagne appellation, and at least 50% must be sourced from the Grand Champagne crew, with the balance coming from the Petit Champagne. This just provides a level of specificity to the growing area with distinct boundaries and required proportions of distillate to meet the legal requirements to be called a fine champagne cognac. So unlike most other liquors and liqueurs that can source ingredients from across the world, this Remy Martin is geographically limited. It's perhaps more restrictive even than a Kentucky straight bourbon like Wild Turkey that I covered in episode 33, that has legal requirements for the production and aging, along with the proportions of ingredients, but doesn't require that the corn or other grains come from any specific area. You could make a bourbon with corn sourced from China if you wanted. That's not the case with cognac. It's only cognac if it's made in the cognac region with cognac-sourced distillate. Otherwise, it's just brandy. The protection and promotion of the Cognac Appellation is a source of pride and economic power for France, and as such, there is an organization, the BNIC, which translates to the National Interprofessional Bureau of Cognac, whose goal is this protection and promotion. Made up of wine growers, distillers, and merchants in the industry, the BNIC is the primary trade association for Cognac. The BNIC also formalized the acronyms that make up the quality standards for cognac, including VSOP. Actually, in 1983, the BNIC requested that the French government draft legislation to codify them, which they did. These quality levels define the age of the youngest eau de vie used in the cognac. The lowest grade is also the youngest, and it is VS, which stands for Very Special. By law, the cognac must be aged for a minimum of two years to be graded VS. Next is VSOP, and this stands for Very Superior Old Pale, which by law must be four years old. It's often much older, however. Next is XO, which stands for Extra Old, and it must be at least six years of age. Interestingly, these definitions have always been in English, though cognac is French, so VSOP is not a translation of French words, it's an abbreviation for English words. 
The reason for this is that early on most of the exporters were English, so their abbreviations are English words. These ratings VS, VSOP, and XO built upon a simple star rating system that was developed in the mid-1800s by Hennessy, but the BNIC, after its formation in 1946, standardized things with the acronyms. Remy Martin is one of the major brands, or houses as they're known, in the global cognac trade. As of December 2019, there were 283 cognac houses recognized by the BNIC. There are four brands that control 85% of the world market by volume and about 90% by value. These are Hennessy, Martel, Remy Martin, and Covassier. As of March 2020, Remy Martin had a 12% share by volume based on BNIC data. However, Remy Martin makes 99% of its shipments in the VSOP grade or higher, of which it owns 40% of this market. So the other major houses move more volume in the younger VS grade. In the segment of the market Remy Martin chooses to compete in, they own nearly half of it. This VSOP fits squarely within that segment. Overall, nearly 98% of cognac is consumed outside of France. It's an export product worth more than 3.5 billion euros annually. So I think I've covered the definitions and dispensed with the level setting. Let's get into the history of Remy Martin and this VSOP fine champagne cognac in particular. Remy Martin bears the name of its founder, a man named Remy Martin. He was a wine grower by trade, but opened a cognac trading house in 1724, selling cognac under his own name. The business remained a family affair for well over 100 years, almost 200 years to be exact. In 1841, Paul Emile Remy Martin assumed control of the business, and this was the grandson of the founder. With his leadership, he made Remy Martin a global brand. In 1870, he introduced the Centaur logo based upon his own zodiac sign of Sagittarius. The second family involved in the house of Remy Martin came into the story in 1910 when André Renault joined forces with Paul-Emile Remy Martin II and he helped to build the brand to its full potential. André Renault became the first cellar master for Remy Martin in 1924, and just three years later, we saw the birth of his creation, which was Remy Martin VSOP. The VSOP Fine Champagne Cognac was a world's first in 1927, and it was immediately differentiated by its quality using carefully selected cognacs from the Grand Champagne and Petite Champagne crews. And just 11 years after the launch of VSOP, the Fine Champagne appellation was legally recognized. Relatives of André Renault continued to lead the company, and in 1965, his son-in-law, André Ariard Dubreuil, takes over as president, and one of the first things he does is form a partnership with wine growers, today known as the Alliance Fine Champagne. This partnership with the Alliance Fine Champagne is a cooperative whose members manage around 60% of the vineyards in the Fine Champagne Appalachian. This partnership will prove to be key in Remy Martin's growth into the future. 1972 brought about the introduction of the now iconic black frosted bottle for VSOP. Labeling has changed over the years, but the basic design, the frosted nature of it, has stayed consistent. 
1990, Remy Martin merged with another French spirits family business, Cointreau, to create the Remy Cointreau Group. The house of Remy Martin accounts for 72% of the group's sales in the last year. And in 2019, Remy Martin sold about 2.2 million 9-liter case equivalents worldwide, with just over 1 million of those cases being sold in the U.S. So it's time to move on to how it's made. All House of Remy Martin cognacs are produced in and around the town of Cognac on a site that includes aging and fermentation cellars, laboratories, a packaging complex, offices, and a visitor and reception center. Since 1948, Remy Martin only selects its eau de vie from the Fine Champagne Appellation, whose quality is said to be best suited for the production of superior quality cognacs with their longer aging potential. Remy Martin also owns wine estates, about 235 hectares or just over 580 acres, eligible for the Cognac Appellation. However, most of the eau de vie comes from their exclusive partnerships with producers in the Alliance Fine Champagne. These agreements have enabled Remy Martin to manage its long-term supplies and meet the quality standards it set for itself. Each year, wine grapes are grown on the vines in the fine Champagne region, and each fall, they are harvested. Though six varieties can be used to make cognac, the Ugnig Blanc makes up over 98% of the planted vines. The grapes are almost exclusively machine harvested each fall. The fine Champagne appellation of Grand and Petit Champagne is known for its chalky soil with a high limestone content that helps give the grapes from this region their uniqueness. To make the eau de vie, first the grapes need to be made into wine, and it starts with pressing the fruit. To keep most of the tannins out, large pneumatic bladder presses that gently squeeze tons of grapes are the norm. To ferment the grape juice, yeast is added. In about a week, a wine of about 9% ABV is produced. This wine is then twice distilled in a copper pot still. French cognac or brandy stills are a bit different than other pot stills, but they function in much the same way. The pot is filled with the wine, it's boiled, and the vapors are collected to produce what the French call boyi, with an alcohol content of between 28 to 30% ABV. In the language of whiskey production, this would be referred to as the low wines. The boyi are redistilled and the heart cut, the portion of the distillate in the middle of the run, is what's saved for the eau de vie to become cognac. It's about 70% alcohol by volume after the second distillation. Remy Martin selects new spirits based on samples provided from their suppliers, and the ones that pass their quality inspection are casked for aging. All Remy Martin cognac is aged in French limousine oak casks. The common size is 300 liters. They have a cooperage that makes them for their aging, and most of the eau de vie is aged for a decade or more, some as much as a century, for truly special future bottlings. During the aging process, some of the alcohol will evaporate, the angels share. This is about 2% annually, and it helps to concentrate the flavors. The cellar master is responsible for sampling casks and determining when one is ready for blending. This VSOP is a blend of many casks, and many ages for that matter, with the cellar master aiming for consistent Remy Martin quality. The blends are married together in preparation for bottling. 
As a final step, the spirit will be brought to a bottling proof with the dilution of pure water if required to keep the flavor of the spirit pure and make it 40% ABV when it goes into the bottle. And that's it, VSOP in your glass. So cocktails and consumption. Remy Martin says, enjoy it neat, on ice, or in your favorite cocktail. Globally, nearly 80% of all cognac is said to be consumed in cocktails, so one that's featured on Remy Martin's website that's a simple drink that matches my palate is the Remy Ginger. It's simple to make. It's simply one and a half ounces of VSOP over ice, topped with ginger ale and a tall glass. A Collins would be perfect. In summary, what do I think of Remy Martin VSOP, fine champagne cognac? It's quite good. I, I really like it. I wish it was sweeter, although I understand that as a brandy and cognac, it is not sweetened. It's a liquor. Uh, funny aside, though, however, legally they could add sugar. Uh, this is allowed by the BNIC to still be cognac with some sugar added, though typically it's a very nominal amount. It's about one and a half grams per liter or something like that. It's not really said to make it sweeter. It's just more to improve mouthfeel. Uh, that's kind of an odd thing. I don't believe Remy Martin is adding sugar to their cognac, but it is allowed if they were. Two other additives that are legally allowed, uh, one is caramel color to get a more consistent color. Uh, again, I don't know if Remy Martin does or does not add caramel. And then the third one is one that most of the larger houses of cognac look down on. It's um, essentially a slurry of distilled wood referred to as boisé, which just cheats the aging process. You're adding in some wood flavor. It's typically added to lower end younger cognacs to cheat the age, give it that wood maturation flavor. But there's, it'd be probably difficult to outlaw this because it would take decades to get out of all of the cellars if they did. So it's just one of those things about cognac. You likely will not notice it, but maybe in the future we could see some cognacs that disclose whether or not they have any of the three additives in them. But um, anyway, <laughs> this whole sidetrack tangent. I like Remy Martin VSOP. It's the first cognac that I've had in recent memory. I've had cognacs before in my drinking life, but this is the first bottle I've purchased. It seemed very fitting for a New Year's Eve episode, and I'll probably have some on New Year's Eve. I'm recording this episode ahead of time. It's not what I'm doing on the holiday, but yeah. I enjoy it. I also incidentally got this bottle in a gift pack because I purchased it near the holidays and it came with a small uh, sample bottle of Remy Martin's 1738. Remy Martin has been saying also that they are working towards being more environmentally friendly. This applies to a lot of their farming practices and just corporate stewardship. One of the things that they mentioned in their annual report that I'll reference in the show notes for this episode is they're moving away from gift packs. So I may not be able to get a gift pack around the holidays. There's a lot of packaging, unnecessary cardboard, to be honest. Anyway, I feel fortunate that I got a bit of a deal on this uh, with a little free sample in my gift pack. I like this Remy Martin. It definitely deserves a place in my liquor cabinet. And I've got a solid cognac now for cocktails, should I choose to make them. And also, I'd like to say to my listeners that maybe found me in 2020 and have stuck with me through the year, I am super happy, personally, that I was able to produce 38 episodes. I just started this podcast from nothing more than an idea and the thought that, sure, I could do this. So I appreciate every single one of you, my listeners, so thank you very much. 
So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on any of your favorite podcast applications. The show is also on social media. Facebook and Instagram are where I am most active. Please leave me your feedback. And if you have a spirit you'd like me to try in the new year, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.